You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your host here, Monster D-Face, and of course, Life with Panda joining you guys this week for episode 121. If you are tuning in from any of the live stream avenues that we throw this podcast out to, we thank you guys, our Spotify listeners, Apple listeners, uh, Dash Radio, all of y'all, man, Stitcher. Thanks, guys, for tuning in week after week. We want to apologize, man. Last week was a busy one, so we had to skip. Mm -hmm. We had to take off, man. I was casting. Panda was casting. But, you know, we, we got even bigger things than that. Panda, you're getting married. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, indeed. Yeah. I'm actually right now in Florida, and I'm normally in New Jersey. I am in Florida at my friend Jake's house with my GoXLR, with my microphone, recording this podcast the day before my wedding. I literally just finished my wedding rehearsal for the day, ran over, set this up, and here we are recording a podcast. You, you Listen, can I just say, round of applause, guys, if you're at home, golf clap. Okay, golf <laughs> clap. Yeah, show the man's in love recording podcast, like, literally the week of his, his wedding, preparation, all that good stuff. Um, congratulations, my good friend. And Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm sure everyone at home also feels like they want to congratulate you too. Uh, Panda, I just also want to briefly give you a shout out. Congrats on your recent casting for uh, the Nursery Gaming Community event. Was that your first ever cast? So, yeah, that was the first ever official uh, casting opportunity. I want to say, uh, uh, obviously, it was it was a blast. Nursery uh, Gamers was was very great to work with. And uh, obviously, I had a, a a good a good person to look up to when it comes to casting, man, and being able to kind of take that and, and what I've learned uh, over the last couple months and put it into my first real event, and it was really exciting, man. So thank you for being someone I can look up to and do that with. Yeah, if you don't realize this, he's talking about me. All right, he's he's showing me. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know what? You're you're very welcome, man. Congratulations on your first casting event. Congratulations on getting married. What an awesome week for Life of Panda, guys. He is on top of the moon right now like literally living life absolutely awesome um and yeah and then i of course casted fncs this weekend which is going to be the first topic of the day guys we're going to take it from the top we're going to have a little recap for any east and what unfolded because exciting things are happening within the fortnite space this is the first time for the build-up of the fncs we are seeing epic test out the same two-day style format, except this time it's not for grand finals only. It is actually for the lead-up as well. So you have the opens, you have the semis, and then the quote-unquote finals days. It's actually a two-day competition. This allows the players, in my personal opinion, to really beat the odds of a bad day and the best of the best, the most consistent, push through, qualify, and make their way to grands. I want to hit the leaderboard from the top here because we had some very interesting... Fun drama happened over the weekend for, for one. Yeah. We got a little bit of fun drama. We have some not so fun drama. We're going to talk about a little bit, guys. But we have some mm -hmm. fun drama um, <laughs> unfold. First place was Creo, Bucky, TSM's Kanata. Awesome job from BBG. Awesome job from TSM here. Second place, Luminosity Gaming, Jamper, Booger from Team Sentinels, and Cloud9's Avery. You guys know about Cloud9. New signings left and right stepping up into the scene. Third place, guys, was Luminosity Gaming Slack. And then, of course, we have Acorn and Vanish Jack here stepping up, taking that spot as well. Which, by the way, that was my pick. So Epic is doing something really fun on the major or the mainstream broadcast where they're allowing the casters to get a pick. And they're going to give us um, just a fun prizing. It's more like a fun atmosphere we're bringing to the stream. But all the casters have picks. And my pick was third place for NAE, so I'm pretty excited about that. But 
hey let's go <laughs> yeah you know it was that's... almost as if i know something about fortnite you know when when we for went real it. right so it was as if i i knew fortnite <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's pretty much our soft recap guys uh creo bucky canada obviously played out of their minds they won the competition by seven points taking two victory royales averaging five and a half eliminations they literally had two wins similar to booga jamper and avery the difference maker there was that they had six more eliminations and they won because of the fact that they had just a couple more elims so both of them played a fairly fairly close game on the two days of competition both yeah. of them also had a different i guess journey because Creo, Bucky, and Kanata land in Slurpee Swamps, but Jamper, Booga, and Avery land at Stark Industries, and they actually get it uncontested. And that's where the fun rivalry of the uh, community kind of started to happen. This is where the, the fun gossip began. And I'll, I'll let you hit the other perspective on this one, Panda. 100%. So, so let's talk about it. So obviously we talked on the last podcast about how Booga, uh, Booga Avery, and uh, Jamper were contested. Uh, going into this drop for the warmups and how that didn't necessarily work in their favor, but it, I mean, it still kind of worked out. And then we talked about the, how strong Stark industries is as a drop. Now we see them having it uncontested leading to that second place finish for these three. And not only that Booga proving his teammates wrong. They came out on Twitter and made a little, a uh, couple jabs at Booga Saying, hey, listen, man, a girlfriend kind of makes you wash, more or less like talking on that topic. Well, guess what? You guys got second place. So clearly a girlfriend's not making you wash. All I'm saying. And, and not only that, the rest of the community, what they had to say. So that was the friendly banter between the between the teammates. The rest of the community started clowning because they were like, imagine not taking first place with all of that Stark industry loot. And that just went down this whole rabbit hole. Now it's a big old meme that. Uh, basically, their second place means nothing to the rest of the pros because they have one of the best drop spots in the world, in the Fortnite world, I should say, uncontested to themselves. But hey, they actually managed to do something great with it. Another big rivalry that went down throughout the weekend was Doom's Domain. And this is like beating the dead horse, like literally, because yeah. Doom's Domain is the draw spot of Zayt, Stretch, and Saf, and they were contested before in every tournament they've been contested by some major team or, or another whether it be the drama that unfolded between zate versus bizzle which is very much a very heated you know drama that got elevated to social media and they started taking oh yeah you know, real life jabs at one another leaking dms and all that kind of stuff so uh that happened and then after that it was savage benji and um i believe it was mongrel or leshy one i might have been leshy actually that yeah, trio I think it was during the Ninja Battles event, contested them as well, and that was like a whole fun drama between them. And this tournament now, coming into FNCS, it was Hart, Taken, and Durant, and they actually bested them. I think, let's say there was 12 games, they probably lost or, or won the draw spot seven or eight times. So they actually wow. bested Zayt, Sap, and Stretch there at the draw spot at Dune's Domain. And of course, that also takes the social media people are furious, right, on both sides of the fence. Um, you get the whole, you know, people coming with the angle, you guys are washed, you guys are doing it for clout, or like, you know, like, you, you can imagine how many different perspectives that are coming in at this whole <laughs> debacle here, which is Doomsdobane not being for free. So, fun weekend of Fortnite, fun FNCS weekend of competition, um, good drama on both sides of the coin, most of it 
still surrounding though those power drop spots so this time around it's of course dark industries and the doom's domain um i want to ask you about this panda just so we can sit on this topic for a little bit here yeah what do you think about draw spot drama do you think we have enough of it or should we be seeing more of it do you like the atmosphere that's surrounding the whole like hey i'm gonna step up to the plate i'm gonna challenge you and then these newcomers coming out on top well, see, I, I will say, I always love the tweets going out like, hey, come contest me. This is my drop spot by the big names. But now you see these big names. They're not tweeting that anymore because you have all these other people, all these up and comers that maybe aren't necessarily as recognized as a Benji Fish or a Zate. And they're coming in and showing them, hey, guess what? I can dominate a drop too. So it's really interesting to see the dynamic. I really enjoy uh, having somebody contest, especially big drops like Dooms or Stark Industry, because it makes it a little bit more interesting. It, that drop by no means should be free. I agree. It really is a powerful drop. So we really do need to see some kind of dynamic or some kind of uh, uh, team rivalry going into these drops because it not only does it add to the storyline of FNCS, but it also makes the viewing and entertainment portion of it that much more interesting because you're like you're tuning in like, man, ooh, is Booga gonna walk away uh, with this with this drop or no? Is it gonna be X, Y, and Z? Like, we I think that dynamic is necessary, especially going into these tournaments. Now, I'm not saying we need another Zay Bizzle level of of right. back and forth <laughs> banter because that was like you said that was crazy, and I mean. No, like just a side note, Bizzles, Bizzles on the top of that, like I think top ten, coming in FNCS NA East, yeah, and I mean, he came he's necessarily isn't there because he switched up teams, switched up drop, and now he's not contested in his or less contested in his drop, and and him and Clicks and Illis performed really, really well. So it was good to see that and see that. Hey, listen, like finally they just he dropped the ego, moved to a different drop spot, and it actually worked out in his favor. It's the first time he qualified for fncs in i believe a few seasons if i'm not mistaken so congrats to bizzle on that side note but these these rivalries do really need to happen like i said that entertainment side of it really enjoying uh from a viewer perspective watching these guys go at it knowing that they've been uh kind of beefing on socials saying hey listen this is my drop spot no this is my drop spot and watching that come to life on the on the big screen, it, it's really enjoyable. So I definitely think it is a big part of what is going on, and it's something that we need as a viewer, and even that, as, for casters, it's that that dynamic that they can play on while they're commentating over whatever's going on in the game. Yeah, and I, I want to jump on that a little bit, and I'll, I'll bring up another rivalry for those of you guys that didn't catch FNCS or want to know some more perspectives about the fights that were going down. Um, clicks, Illis, and Bizzle pair up with one another. Clicks. And Bizzle, at one point, has some really great chemistry, great team dynamic um, from the duos slash, like, trios kind of settings that were coming into this whole event. And they split apart, right? Bizzle was doing his thing with Mega Dubs, like we said before. That didn't work out. That team broke apart. We actually had the snakening, is what uh, the community started calling it. <laughs> Dude, so many teams started dropping players. Squads are falling apart. And it was, like, literal shambles. It was legit just community shambles. No one had a team coming into the FNCS, and all of a sudden you have these band of teams just being made and being brought up. Like, ridiculous to, to believe that best of the best players are dropping the best of the best players when a lot of them had literal histories of successful tracks. So 
kind of crazy. And you have a bunch of pros coming out on their perspective about that. I believe Calculator tweeted out, imagine dropping your pro player, your teammate, when you guys were winning the last set of tournaments. And like that was like a whole thing. And he was throwing like private shots at different squads and whatnot. So um, yeah, that was insane. Another fun rivalry that was unfortunately shadowed by the Doom's Domain drop spot was the Retail Road drop spot, guys. You had Unknown Army, Schmacked, and Kasker, who came sixth this time in the FNCS. They were actually contesting the Hispanic legends, the Latinos, Elige, Jelty, and Pigot. That's a very fun contestion that you see unfold during the Retail Road drops. 12 games contested. It was crazy. And honestly, they did not do very well. Um, Jelty, Elige, and P got there. The Hispanic trio did not do very well. They got clapped a few times there at the draw spot. Obviously, <laughs> uh, Unknown and Crew came sixth there. So, if you guys want to watch some of these fun draw spots, there was a lot of action this weekend. Very off pace, I would I would say, of what NA East normally is, which is typically a more uh, bearish. They take a bearish approach when it comes down to Fortnite and solos and, and team-based game modes. It, it's typically a lot slower but this early game action the nae scene maybe it's developing maybe the meta's catching up maybe the players are getting closer to that eu pacing of game style because this weekend was a blast and that was just a week one leading up to what is going to continue to be week two three and then of course the grand finals to close out this month so just get you guys all caught up on what was unfolding here in the fncs world how it was all playing out some of the fun rivalries that are going down jump in that replay mode check it out yourself Absolutely. Moving on to another topic, though, Life of Panda. I'm going to let you take this one away. This one's going to be about Ewok. Ewok had some huge news, and I want you to know Ewok, the Fortnite community here at the podcast. We stand with you. And uh, Panda, take us through what's going on with Ewok. Absolutely. So uh, before we dive into it, congratulations to Ewok on taking a huge public step in in coming out and saying that she, she is now he and, and, in fact, transgender. And decided to re, um, essentially re-identify as a male moving forward, and that is a huge step, especially for someone um, at his age and and of his public stature. So, really, congratulations on your bravery and and being a and being able to come out in a way like that. So, Phasey Walk, like Monster said from the from the Fortnite podcast to you, congratulations, and that's incredible stuff. But it wouldn't go without us talking about some of the stuff that people are responding with. Naturally, uh, most of the community that is reputable uh, did respond with very positive things like Valkyrie saying, proud of you, always supporting. But you also had these people like uh, like Blake 7578246 saying, wow, at this age, you're so confused and misled. I will pray for you. Look. At the end of the day, this is not your life, Blake eight thousand and seven four. Like this is this is Ewoks, and if Ewok has decided to take this step, I guarantee you there was a lot of conversation about it leading up to him posting it on social media. This was not just like, "Hey, I feel like being a guy today. I'm gonna tweet it." No, this was something that obviously had been weighing on him. And now Ewok has stepped up and said, you know what? This is the time that I'm going to reveal this. So really, mad props to Ewok. And if you're really in a 15-year-old's uh, Twitter, Twitter comment section going against them or, 
are saying just demeaning things about them, shame on you. That's really not your place to to define who they are as a person. You don't see Ewok coming in your comments and saying, "Hey, look, you're you're four foot eight. You can't do nothing." Like they're right. they're she, Ewok has the potential to do big things, even whether it's he or she. No, and I'm hundred percent. And and you know yeah. what, uh, Ewok deserves to feel the way he feels, right? And and come out and and speak however it is that. Um, he wants to speak. So once again, congratulations to Ewok on behalf of the Fortnite podcast. We really wanted to share with you guys because I'm sure a lot of our listeners, you know, we all go through our own internal struggles and our internal battles. And we just want you to know that if someone with as much social pressure as Ewok or um, just anyone else that's ever really been in the shoes of the limelight can do it and wait and take on the the weights, right? And the burden, um, maybe there really isn't a big burden that you know, maybe it isn't as bad as you think. And if, if someone like that who can get publicly ridiculed and have to, um, you know, stand up for good can do it, um, anyone else can do it, right? So the bottom, the moral here is just stand for yourself, believe in what, in what you believe in. And uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Stay positive, guys. So awesome job for Ewok. And it wasn't just, by the way, I just wanted to throw this in there. It, it wasn't just like no name, random, toxic internet trolls. Like there were some pros in there saying nasty things and making jokes. And that kind of stuff is just not cool, man. If any one of you pros that do listen to this podcast, which I'm sure a lot of y'all, um, there's, there's a couple of you, right? Listen, be better than that, right? As a Fortnite community, we need to be better, right? Don't take this moment away from someone who's has so much bravery and is looking to step up and speak for what they believe in, don't take that away from them and mm -hmm. don't slight it in the any, any means, right? In any means. And that goes for anyone. Um, and that's what we had to say about Ewok in the Ewok, um, I guess, drama slash good news that came out of it. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, there's two sides of the road always, but we, we want to we shed the, the positive here at the Fortnite podcast for Ewok. So congrats, Ewok. Uh, moving on, let's talk about this topic and this is an interesting one to me because i feel like this one is right up that same vein of prize pools because prize mm -hmm. pools and fortnite events are such a heated uh debate and topic right now it's so heated that when they announced this daredevil event people were tagging me saying hey they deserve console money too right like the stupidest tags i was getting on this thing <laughs> so panda i'm gonna let you Take me through the evolution of this comp event, what direction it's going in, and uh, your personal thoughts about Fortnite releasing this Marvel LTM, this crazy new LTM with a million dollars on the line. Uh, break it down for the people. Absolutely. So let's talk about it for a second. So it started with an announcement saying that they are going to do a Daredevil trio tournament so you could, or squad tournament that you could win this, this Daredevil skin. So it started there. And then immediately after, talked about how they are putting uh, a lot of money into a an LTM tournament moving forward. So that kind of raises the question, and I and you obviously are going to see it in, on the Twitter feeds and everything else. Raises the question of, oh, is this why FNCS prize pool was changed? Is this why it was lowered so we could split it now, <laughs> not only with console but split it with an LTM tournament? And look, guys, at the end of the day. What Fortnite does with these tournaments, it is their own. It, it, they are putting more money in than any other game in the world. So if they want to throw a million dollars in an LTM tournament, guess what? That means I'm going to get some earnings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that. in all seriousness, 
Um, it, it's really cool to see that they are evolving, not only feeding into one community. And I get it from the competitive community. I I totally understand. It, it sucks to to feel like you're being like misled or, or having stuff taken away from you. But I think it's really cool to see the way that Fortnite is not only evolving the game, but evolving competitive. And I mean, what other game have you heard of that they've had actual big prize pool tournaments outside of their normal competitive gameplay? You just don't hear about that. Yeah. So imagine like a solid gold LTM tournament. Like I know they've tested stuff like that, but imagine that with a prize pool that well, RNG would be out the door with that because everybody would have great weapons. Yeah, but here, here's my take, right? And here's what I think is happening here. Um, mm -hmm. This tournament, this LTM tournament, it's not just champions players competing. Like, it's open to just about everyone. I think you need to be contenders or some kind of open yeah, league. Yeah, I think some so. Some really, really low league. So the barrier for entry is basically none. You can enter into this. I think the goal here, guys, with these whole LTM tournaments and um, this direction of, you know, fueling money into a more open price pool is to try and capture that audience it's to try and build what is the competitive audience because once people get a taste for competition or a taste of earnings and you know really gets involved um that's just one way to throw them down the rabbit hole right and get them yeah you know searching up what's the next big thing what is the big tournaments all about how do i get involved in those how do i grind for champs and stuff and i think it's just a way to continue to merge the two very stark different communities that is like Hey, Party Royale, LTM, and all this fun stuff, and I love content versus, like, sweaty competitive, no, don't give me nothing cool, I just want core mechanics and building, right? And yeah. Big money prize pools. <laughs> it's their way to kind of meet in the middle. Say, hey, we can do a fun tournament. Obviously, the best players undoubtedly are going to win, but, hey, all of you guys can play in it. Come get involved, and maybe that'll lead to some kind of um, interest, or, and that can result in more people checking out comp. So, I do believe yeah. that this is a great testing ground. Um, and I'm I'm all for like, yeah, throw another million dollars in the air. Sure, dude. It's a lot of money. I think there's gonna be some people that are gonna enjoy this event. It should not be taken uh too seriously, but of course the best of the best are gonna go out there and try to win it all. And they rightfully should. It's a it's a boatload of money. But to your point, yes, absolutely, it's epic's money. They can do whatever the heck they want. Um, mm -hmm. And I want to reiterate, guys, just if you didn't catch the memo last time, I do believe console deserves a prize pool. Should it be the same prizing breakdown? I do not have the, share that sentiment with Epic. I do not believe that that prize breakdown of the PC track should be similar to the PlayStation track. I do believe that it should be a little bit more spread out. It should be a little bit more giving to a bigger and wider player base. Of course, mm -hmm. I understand on the infrastructure level. That means that you need more resources, right, to divvy out the money, new accounts to pay out, and all that kind of good stuff. Logistically, might be a headache and a nightmare, but I'm all for that kind of stuff. I do think console um, deserves a prize pool, and I still stand on that, and it's not going to change, no matter how many times you at me, guys. All right, that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, just wanted to throw it out there. I thought this was cool. One million uh, dollar LTM tournament, Dev event coming around. Trying to uh, try and take your stab at it, guys. But yeah, here's here's your chance. Well, while we're on the topic of just prize pool and Fortnite in general, we're approaching the tail end of the, the topics here for this today's short episode. Get you guys all caught up. Um, I want to talk about the state of Fortnite, man. Fortnite dropped a little patch. Did you get to uh, check out some of the recent changes? So I haven't been able to dive into the game, but I have been able to kind of watch some content around the, the updates. 
And I gotta say, I think the combat upgrade was definitely the right move. It's still not crazy strong at a close range, but now it, ha it, it has more leverage at a distance. So I think before, I would not pick up the combat in the, in the, the previous meta before this update. Now, you know what? I may consider picking up the combat and just playing it a little bit different, playing at distances and just it kind of changing up the pace. Obviously, the pump will still be my first choice of a shotgun, but I'm not going to be afraid to pick up a combat and hope for the best. So it'll it's really exciting to see some changes. However, it is interesting that they changed it immediately following the first week of FNCS. Right. So I know that was something that they were attempting to avoid because that potentially could be a meta change. But I'm excited to see it. I don't think it's a negative change, uh, in my opinion. But it, we'll see as it unfolds uh, in the second week of FNCS uh, uh, opens, uh, semis, and then finals. I mean, if you guys remember, Mongrel was howling for that combat to come back. And it did, mm -hmm. but it didn't come back in the same state. So... There's a couple pros out there that do genuinely believe, like, hey, the combat's pretty good. Um, it's a lot better at those longer ranges, but you just get bodied in the close quarters. So I think Epic is still trying to find a, a state of balance for the combat. I think, yeah. again, like you said, it's it's one step closer to the right direction. I think what we missed most importantly throughout this whole entire update is patch notes. If we can get those, that would be great. So we can know all the other possible things that were tweaked there. <laughs> Hashtag bring back patch notes. I'm still on the patch nose train, man. But um, 100%. Word. So from, from what we know, guys, there wasn't nothing too crazy in this update. The pros are not upset about the state of the combat. So this is one of the few times, like Panda mentioned, that uh, a change happens before tournament, but it isn't one that really affects the meta, not yet. And it doesn't yeah. break anything. So um, a positive change. And this could have been from the result of just statistics that they draw or drew out of the competitive weekend, right? I'm sure there's... The numbers show it like a hey, no one picked this up or used this to catch Elims, and because of that, yeah. it, it needs some love. So um, that's pretty much about it. I think that's all we got here. Life of Panda, as we start to close out the show here tonight, um, I want to first of all congratulate you once again on getting married, man. Let the people Thank at home you. know where they can find you, man. Where can we live stream, watch the? You know what I'm saying? Where can we watch the the, the wedding, bro? What's happening? <laughs> Absolutely. So I am actually working on getting the live stream set no up on uh, twitch.tv slash life with panda. It may happen. I can't promise anything, but we're going to try tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if it happens uh, and, and that's December or October 15th, 2020, uh, we're going to attempt to go 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live stream the wedding. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I can't promise anything. It is. I'm not even joking. This venue is out in the middle of nowhere. So it is not easy to, number one, get a connection. Number two, get any kind of uh, valuable internet out there. So we're going to try. No promises. Uh, but if, you, if we don't do it there, you can always catch up with me on Twitter. I'll be posting pictures, videos from the event and from my wedding. So make sure to follow me on Twitter at LifeWPanda. What about man. you, Monster? Listen, listen. Don't sweat it, bro. If you can't get the live stream up, we get it, man. Enjoy your your wedding. <laughs> get hammered. Have fun. Do all the good stuff. You only oh, absolutely. live once, and you're only in your 20s once. You are in your 20s, right, Panda? 28 years old, there, man. There you go. You're only in your 20s <laughs> once, man. All right. Uh, guys, as always, you can find me at Monster Deepays across all social medias. I hope you guys enjoyed today's 30-minute, half-a-power-hour episode um episode 121 man we'll try and continue to catch up with you hopefully panda doesn't have too much of a headache leading into the next week depending <laughs> on how how much fun he has in the sun out there 
And that's pretty much it. As always, guys, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.